When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And to say that I don't care what other people think, like I very much care about mm. what people think, mm. but I don't give a shit about what it is. Mm. You know, I'm interested to know what it is, but it doesn't really affect me one way or the other. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. Today, I have on a friend of mine, Josh Martin. He's also a yoga instructor. He's the co-owner of the yoga studio that I personally attend, Get Bent Yoga. He is a husband and a dog dad. Some beautiful pictures right there. And Janine, his wife, I did interview her in episode 38, which you can go listen to as well. And just excited to have this enlightening conversation. And I love having a male on the podcast. I don't get too many males <laughs> on here. So yeah, I'm excited to dive deeper. Um, I don't really know you super, super well. I yes. mean, being friends for almost two years now, but it's always right. like we're doing something or we're playing volleyball right. or doing something active. Mm-hmm. So even in our pre-interview, whatever you want to call that, um, I was like, dang, there's like, you just have a lot of interesting things. So I'm excited yeah. to dive deeper into your head. Honestly, um, I think you are a very one of a kind, like anomaly of a male out there. I think mm. between you and Tyler, you're very similar. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's why you guys click so well. But I totally agree. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> like, dang, okay, I have two really strong male, um, good influences in my life. So, mm-hmm. and I love that you just come as you are, like you're not wearing shoes, right? Yeah. Oh, thanks for noticing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As I mentioned before, I'm not used to sitting in a seat. Yeah. Not used to having shoes on. So yes. luckily I didn't have to dress up. Or anything. I know you don't just come as you are. That's how <laughs> I like you. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, just excited to get more into your story and uh, where you are now and how you got there and your journey and absolutely whatever else you want to talk about. <laughs> I am an open book. If it was buried 20 feet beneath the seafloor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think like, like I said, what I love about you is that you are just like, I don't give up. Mm. F like what people think about me and I think it's very rare for people these days especially men and gosh a whole thing on men we could go into is like I feel like there's this a lot of stuff is coming up around like narcissism and Mm -hmm. like a lot of toxicity around men and relationships and stuff like that Um, which is really sad but I feel like you and Jean have such a good relationship and the other day Mm -hmm. you said 
you've never raised your voice, but maybe once or twice. Oh, two times. Yeah, two times. Two times. In about 10 years. That's not, that's yeah. not okay, Josh. <laughs> uh, with her. And so, yeah, just like more relationship advice you have mm. for men or anything that you can give. I think it's, um, <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's just a very sad world that we're living in these days. And I think you would just really set the bar really high. Uh, um, a couple things to touch on. Like, yeah. uh, you started off with, uh, not just men, but like in the state of the world today, mm -hmm. like, um, having confidence is something that we all strive for, something that we all think that we should possess, but there's a very fine line, right? Mm -hmm. Where who is confident and who's conceited, mm -hmm. who's arrogant and who has stuff figured out, you know what I mean? So for me, um, starting in the earliest of years, like back in the day, realizing like, I don't know, I mean, I go back to maybe my first soccer picture, mm -hmm. like my group photo of my team and I, I would look at that photo maybe four or five years old and I'm like, hmm, you know what? I like me. Yeah. I'm glad I'm that guy. Mm. You know what I mean? And that picture of all those kids. Yeah. So like from there, it was like, a, am I observing? Am I understanding? No, I just know how I feel. You know, and that started really early on. Um, so from that, I, as growing up, instilling that confidence and opening that door to finding more and more confidence but still being treated from the outside eyes as if, oh, he's arrogant, mm -hmm. he's conceited, he's cocky. You know, that's just Josh, you know, like whatever, mm -hmm. like all the other Joshes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a slippery slope. So where we are now is like so much of an outside eye viewing people and judging them, which is weird in itself. You know, you're supposed to use your best mm -hmm. judgment, but you're not supposed to judge other people. Mm -hmm. So like throw the stigma away of that. Like I say judgment, but it's just realizing understanding and thinking of what you know about that person mm -hmm. so if a person now is a strong body they get tossed around if they have a sense of care and to say that i don't care what other people think like i very much care about mm -hmm. what people think mm -hmm. but i don't give a shit about what it is mm -hmm. you know i'm interested to know what it is but it doesn't really affect me one way or the other if yeah. someone doesn't like me i'm glad to know that you know i mean i care what they have to say yeah. But I'm like, hmm, interesting. That's so them. So you like the information. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like a, be like a sponge, you yeah. know, and just keep on molding yourself to be the best version of that sponge, but still not caring about what anyone else really thinks about. Yeah. So I like that <laughs> you said, I care what people think, but I don't give a shit about yeah, what it right. is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and so when did all that start, though? Like, when did you realize all of that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, from the early stages, I remember. Like, um as soon as you become a person, you know, like you're able to have conversations with adults and like you understand like, oh, this is what normal life is or normal life. Um, I just, like I said, I started realizing how lucky I felt to be me. I started realizing how lucky I felt to be in my family, which if anybody knows my family and my upbringing, like they would see why mm -hmm. that I was lucky to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and even that, like comparing going to a friend's house and living in their life for like a day mm -hmm. and then coming home. Like I was that kid that never wanted to stay the night at someone else's house because my bed, my house was just so much better, mm. you know? So I was lucky in that. Um, and I think that made a big difference for a lot of other things to be possible. Mm. You know what I mean? Because if you don't have to worry about the basic necessities, you can bloom. Mm. You know what totally. I mean? So totally. it's a weird thing. I think I've always kind of um, went along the path of having that instilled confidence. And I can't really tell you where it came from mm -hmm. because I've never known anything but. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You never knew the, the contrast of the opposites. <clears throat> like at this yeah. point, then this happened, and then I got confident. So you've always right. had it. Yeah. Just rolling with it. Yeah. yeah. And I think you said by the age of five, you <clears throat> basically mm -hmm. knew 
who you were? Yeah. Um, or, <clears throat> excuse me, you know I would say in a lot of ways. Like, I remember, I can't tell you the age, but the way the story goes or the myth of mm -hmm. Joshua Martin. Um, my <laughs> You're such were, a mystery. <laughs> my parents would introduce me to, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, good. My parents would introduce me to some of their friends or people that they knew. And they'd be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's our son, Joshua. He's had it figured out since he was five. <laughs> he hasn't really changed, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, I've changed, I think, since I was five in ways that other people probably don't notice. Um, but I think that's just, everybody's like that, you know? Yeah. Surely um, changed a little bit. Absolutely. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Got a little bigger. But uh, not much. <laughs> just a little bit stronger and bigger. Yeah. Longer absolutely. hair, maybe. <laughs> um, okay. So that brings up such an interesting point when you told me that. I was really ruminating on that when I, I was driving home and mm -hmm. then I was reading books. And uh, from like a lot of research I've done just in general from books or whatever and the topic of like emotional health and health and development for mm -hmm. children, why it's so important in those early years to really start instilling that even in the womb. Um, and so like by the age of three, I read <laughs> that like children are basically locked in with their beliefs, with their confidence, probably with how they perceive the world, with how they receive love, what they think love is like by the age of three. So that's honestly this episode or this part of the t conversation is really a testament to your mom or your family, the way that they were able to do that <clears throat> because, and that's what I think the world needs more of is just more sure. aware parents more aware adults mm -hmm. and understanding that what they are doing in those very early years like are gonna make a difference absolutely um for the remainder of that child's <clears throat> life or mm -hmm. until they figure it out right. so it sounds like you were just kind of given this little golden ticket maybe and you're like okay <laughs> so they really did right um by you and i know you have two older siblings though mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so would you say that it was the same for them as the same for you or how are you guys different um <clears throat> So my oldest brother, six years difference, um, when I was a younger kid, there's been very few people in my life that I really say that I've ever looked up to. You know what I mean? Not to say it as, as a slight, you know what I mean? But like I got to a point in my life where I was so happy with myself that I didn't really look to other people for anything. You know, like Janine, my wife, she motivates me, you know, and she inspires me. And that's like one of the most powerful emotions that I feel from her. But like in the early adolescence, like, Growing up, I was always told, like, oh, you're like your older brother, Jake, you know, and like when I was like five, seven, ten, you know, I thought that was cool, you know, like, oh, cool. He looks badass. I feel badass, you know, great. <laughs> and then I got to a certain age. I think it was when we all like very small school in Ohio. My two older brothers and I were all in the same like it was junior high. We called it junior high and high school. And like once I was walking the same hallways and just like becoming a little bit more of a person, I started realizing things not again, not a slight to him, but just like, hmm. Like, I kind of like myself better than him. You know what I mean? So, like, once yeah. I reached that age of, like, understanding, and, of course, my father before him looking up to, and, like, after those close family members, once I became an adult, like, I haven't really looked up to anybody, mm -hmm. you know? And that's not a bad or good thing. Yeah. It's just... Nothing's ever bad or good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a big thing, too, because, like, getting rid of the ideas of bad and good and just replacing it with understanding. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I know we're jumping ships here, but like even with like dealing with your stresses or your path or trying to figure out where you're going, like the things that happen to you in your life, here we do, the things that happen to you in your life, like it's not good or bad. It's yeah, just understanding, exactly. understanding why that person did what they did, understanding with why you feel the way about it you do, mm -hmm. understanding where you want to go from here and understanding your accountability of what led you to here. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so it's not good or bad. It's just lessons learned and yeah. And again, information, yeah, information. Then you take it and you okay, with this information, I'm going to go this way or I'm going to go. It kind of like just determines the route you Mm want to go. So hard to not be like that thing sucks or that was horrible. That's like really something I've had to learn is to not label things Mm -hmm, as good mm -hmm. or bad. Just like okay, this is not. Like in this moment, it's temporary and mm-hmm. it's just information and data that I can, I'm glad I have that information, kind of like you said in the beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that might take a while to get to that point, yeah. you know, to be appreciative of all things coming at you, you know. Mm. But like uh, so many times we think we have to look away from the suffering to find happiness. Mm. But it's all of it. Mm. You know what I mean? The suffering, you be with it. You take it with you. You don't try to run away from anything. Mm. You don't try to cling to anything. You just hold it all with you and you breathe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it took me a long time to realize the breathing aspect and like the peace of mind when adult life happens and all things come that follow and yoga and all the other things dealt with that. But mm. yeah. Yeah, just a quick little insert. Last night, I have to admit this, I was like bawling my eyes out. Because <clears throat> right I was looking at my dog and mm-hmm. thinking of like how much I don't want him to go. And like oh, yeah, I yeah. don't want to like feel mm-hmm. that pain. Right, like right. so I like try to avoid I <clears throat> do try to avoid uh-huh. pain and suffering. It's like <laughs> You cannot die because yeah, yeah, I yeah. will be so yeah. heartbroken. But anyway, I send it. But even there. in that, like your pain and your suffering <clears throat> and your cry, that mm. wouldn't happen unless you had something to really miss. Exactly. You know, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, oh, I get it. Him. Yeah, yeah. I get <laughs> okay, it. Anyway, like, I can't go on. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, let's kind of go back a little bit. Talk more about like your childhood. Like, why did you like <clears throat> it so much? Yeah, why yeah. were you like, I really just want to be home. My mm-hmm. family's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. how did that experience go? Um, so lucky, lucky. Like, uh, my father was self-employed and always has been for all as long as I can remember. And my mom had uh, like a nine to five more or less, but very flexible. Um, two older brothers, which is cool. Um, I lived on 10 acres and kind of like the sticks Mm -hmm. and my grandparents lived on the same acreage of property. Um, So again, like in retrospect, really cool. Mm -hmm. At the time I was like, ah, you know, but like uh, same with my dad and mom always being available. Like there was never a time where I was at home without one adult there. And again, like at the time your friends talk, your friends do things. You go to a friend's house, the parents aren't there. You're like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then like I realized early on, I was like, they always make me snacks. Mm. You know what I mean? And when you're a kid, like if you need something or if you want to bounce something off somebody or if you want to whatever, like those kind of communications, those relationships, they're paramount. Mm. You know, so when they're not there, I realized in those instances that like when I went to my friend's house, they were kind of bummed. You know what I mean? They needed me to be there because they were just lonely, mm. you know? Did you have a lot of friends come to your house? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I had a lot of friends that come yeah. to my house. Like uh were they like, oh, dude, like you got it going on? Um, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the extent where some of my friends, uh, I'm thinking of one in particular, like he would go back to his house and boast about it. And that would kind of cause a turmoil between the parent section mm-hmm. because the other parents would be jealous of this Martin, Martin household, mm-hmm. you know. And that's mm-hmm. like a cool thing, especially coming from a small town yeah. and kind of having that um, feeling growing up. But, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if my, my older brothers feel the same exact way. It might be a mix. You know, it might be one feels the way I do. One feels completely opposite. One feels kind of like, eh, yeah, right in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? You saying that, that is exactly how I grew up. Like, mm-hmm. my house was the house that everyone wanted to go to. Yeah. Um, door was always open. There's mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. food in the pantry. Take whatever yeah. you want. Always drinks. Yeah. My mom would come out and bring us snacks. Um, my dad was, again, self-employed. My mom mm-hmm. didn't have a job, so always someone there. And yeah. it just felt, it did feel very responsible. It didn't feel like, you know, 
whatever child grows up in daycare, mm-hmm. the parents are never home or they have to take the bus home and then feed themselves. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I am so grateful for my childhood. Um, Absolutely. So many beautiful things in it and came out of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I love where I grew up, Oklahoma city. It's a great place to raise a family. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I just didn't get the like emotional tools or skills. And I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't decipher and pick out every single little thing. But sure. I think the the gist of it is like my parents took care of us. They like fed us, make sure we lived, had food, clothing, shelter. Mm-hmm. But like they didn't give us the emotional tools. Sure. Would you say your parents gave you emotional tools or like <clears throat> kind of that like compassion think, uh... with that? Definitely. Like, uh, I think both of them, uh, two of the most open people I know, which is paramount too, mm-hmm. for like forming a relationship with somebody yes. that's like going to be a long lasting bond. Yes. Um, same, same. Like, uh, my mom, I think she's raised her voice at me maybe one or two times. She slammed a door in my face, walking into her bedroom when I got my first tattoo. Cause she was like crying about it. Um, <laughs> uh, she cries every time. Um, <laughs> so she's cried a lot basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I just remember like those early, early, early age years, you know, like before bed, having talks with my dad, you know, like big talks, you know, like, where did this all happen? How did we get here? Where did we come from? You know, those kind of things. Mm. But like more than instilling me with tools, I think they were allowing me to find my own tools and encouraging them. Mm. Like I was a very inventive, very creative kid. Mm. Um, and like now I'm a problem solver. I'm like very like observant and like uh, those have translated into other life tools. But at the time I was just super creative and weird, mm-hmm. you know, and they like pushed that. And <laughs> my mom good. too, yeah. like we refer to her sometimes now as like the white witch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause she's like a very spiritual, very open um, person that like, she'll give those kids a gift rock, mm-hmm. you know, and have you name it and cherish it and do whatever. And like, that'll be that kid's favorite gift for a few weeks. You know what yeah. I mean? I remember my nephew lost his rock and he was crying, you know, years ago. And he's like, you got Christmas time, got all these gifts. And he's like, I lost my rock. I can't tell grandma. You know, like, so. That's so special. Yeah, but like, it is cool. Yeah, that is cool. mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Way more than just the materialistic things. Absolutely. Where's my iPad? (laughs) I lost my my iPhone. (laughs) And I, I, so yeah, you know, I don't like my materialism of any kind. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know that. Um, So, okay. So childhood, great. Obviously, I love that you said they didn't like really give you tools. They allowed you to explore your own, which I think is important. Yeah, I think, I mean, they admit to me that like being a parent, you learn so much from the kid just as much as the kid learns mm. from the parent. Mm. They understood that and they opened me up to that. And we talked openly. Like mm. to this day, we can have the most open conversations. We don't always agree. Maybe even more things we disagree as we all age. You know what I mean? But we love the conversations more and more. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so good. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I get it. Yeah, so it's cool. Good. I know you don't have kids and I don't think you guys want kids, but do Never. you have any <laughs> do you have any parenting advice that you um, would give? Absolutely. Like um be honest with your kids. Hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you can be honest about everything. Don't wait. Mm. You know, you're doing them a disservice and not just with them. Like the best thing you can do for your kids is continue to be honest with yourself. Mm. You know I mean? That's like my big harping point in general. You know, I talked about the not good or bad, just the understanding. Yeah. Like be honest with yourself. Like if you don't know yourself, take some time to figure it out. Yeah. Like I used to talk about like, I mean, I told you I've kind of like, I've always had an easy go if you put it on paper and compare it to others, maybe. But like in that, like my mind's always going crazy, you know what I mean? Like always overthinking and like I'm a very big introvert. So like there's a lot going on. Yeah, none of it's ever bad or negative, but like it's a lot to sift through maybe. Yeah. 
Um, just passing by. Just thoughts yeah. that you have to decide if you're going to go with them or not. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like maybe in some of my trials or like maybe after a breakup and I'm a big free writer. And like I figured out that like maybe if I had three things, if I could commit or if I could understand three things about my life that if I had these three things, I would never be unhappy, mm. you know. And like try to figure out what these three attainable things are. And like I think the first time I made the list, it might have been like sunshine or like outdoors, you know, mm-hmm. might have been my physical health. And it literally might have been a little bit more like exercise. Mm-hmm. If I can exercise, if I can get outdoors and I'm healthy, mm. what's really wrong? Yeah, what can you, know what you I mean? do? And then once you get those three under the belt, they seem like second nature. You're like, man, I'm never going to, I'm never going to not going to be outdoors. You know what I mean? What else can I insert there? So I'm never going to have to worry about the, and I got that on lock. Mm-hmm. What new thing can I add in? And like, if I have these three things, and then just like cycle so you, those through. Oh, you, you cycle them through. So then sure. You come up with three because like things. once you get something to be a repetition or like such yeah. a muscle memory that like I'm never going to be without working out. I know that personally. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have to write about that. I don't have to think about that. Yeah. That's part of me. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So like what other thing if I always have these three things. Yeah. So like, you suggest always having three things. That's where I started. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. started with three things and like uh, it's weird, you know, like uh, sometimes you come up with your own habits. And then you might read a book and you're like, oh, other people are doing this too. You know, I and mean, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. There was like this life wheel thing where you picture like spokes of a wheel. And this has been talked to me like throughout the years, like prior. But like um, it was like you picture a life wheel and you picture maybe or a pizza pie and the pizza might have eight slices to it. You imagine those eight slices being the eight aspects of your life, like finances, work, leisure, mm-hmm. play, mm-hmm. love, life, travel, and what's important to you. And you start filling out those sections from the center. And if you're doing really well, if you're excelling, if you're traveling a butt ton, (laughs) you go all the way out to the outer spoke, you know, outer rim. Uh But like if you're not really working hard or your love life is bad, you're like you do a little. If your physical health is bad, it's a little one. Filling it in. And then you imagine that wheel rolling down the hill. You know what I mean? You're going to get caught up many places if you have an unbalanced wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, oh, man, like, so again, like my fitness is always through the roof. I'm like, I don't have to focus on that so much anymore. So let me try to put some effort into this other spoke for a little bit mm-hmm. and then just try to smooth it all out. I love that. That reminds me of one mm-hmm. of my favorite quotes, a rising tide lifts all boats. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's, the tide's going to come in, but you have to focus. If you have five boats, that's kind of the same mental, emotional, yeah, yeah. physical, spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, financial. And so you have to actually be putting in a – can't be like, okay, I'm going to not work on my physical health so I can put more attention into right. my emotional health. Like it all has to be 100% effort. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't be 100% all the time, like, you know, like full max capacity, yeah. but it's like – as best as you can do in every area of your life at all times. So right. that's that's cool. I like yeah. that. I like that um description you did. Right. On. Rolling down the hill to be like, dur, dur, dur. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's uh, um right now, what's your um biggest pie? Like what's <clears throat> oh, what's my th- filled through the roof? Yeah. Like uh what's like the be- the most the one you're working on the most right oh, now? Oh, the one I'm working on yeah. the most. Hmm. hmm. This seems this seems kind of counterintuitive, okay? Because mm. we're talking about all this effort, all this energy, and all this input that we're trying to make. Um, <laughs> um, You're gonna break the table in half. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny, I guess it's a quote, it's a story, it's a tale. However you go about it, the idea of trying, mm. like we all think we're supposed to try so hard, we're supposed to try to improve, we're supposed to try to get better. Trying might not be the way of it. Um, I'm going to might butcher this story, but we'll try to do it. Um, so there's this student and he wants to go to a Zen temple and he wants to get enlightened. 
So he goes to the Zen temple and he talks to the Roshi and he says, Roshi, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to devote myself. You know, I want to, I want to participate. You know, I'm going to be here every day. You know, like I want to become enlightened. How long is it going to take? And the Roshi looks at him and says, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, dang, okay. So he comes and they have some more tea. They talk a little bit more. And the student says, okay, Roshi, like if I work twice as hard as every other student here, I'm going to work my butt off. How long is it going to take for me to be enlightened? Roshi looks at him, 20 years. Uh, he's, the guy is just upset, you know? Yeah. He's like, why is this happening? You know, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. So he comes to the Roshi again after a few minutes of silence. And he says, Roshi, I'm going to commit myself. No more sleep. I'm going to work day and night. How long is it going to take for me to become enlightened? Roshi says, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy just freaks out at this point. He's like, Roshi, he's like, what, what, why are you adding more years every time I tell you I'm going to work harder and harder? And this goes into a whole nother can of worms. But the Roshi says, every time you have one eye on the goal, you only have one eye on the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The way being the Tao or the way things, the natural bliss and beauty of life and how we all are here and come to be and how it's going to go no matter what you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe trying isn't the best thing. If you're trying, you're never going to succeed. Mm-hmm. You just have to be. You just have to do. Yes. You just have to be honest with what's happening. And it doesn't matter what, sh- it doesn't matter if you're in your favorite shape, in your favorite position in life. You just have to love the shape you're in, mm. love your position in life. Because mm. it's teaching you something. Mm. I love that story. I don't think you butchered it at all. Oh, good. That was great. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. That actually reminds me of something I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, it's like a post I'm going to do anyway about like you can't out action your energy or your beliefs about yourself yeah 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 yeah. like you can't be like kind of the same thing like i want Mm -hmm. this goal okay how hard do i have to work to get there what do i have to do how many hours how many people do i need Mm -hmm. employees blah 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 it's more so like how i described it i actually just said this yesterday on my podcast with hallie so it'll be on this episode too but it's like find the goal that you want what kind of person has that thing right okay that's the person what does that person do on a daily mm-hmm, basis mm-hmm. what are their habits what do they think what do they talk like about themselves what sure. do they say to themselves that's what you need to focus on and like you said just be and be that and yeah it's a it's a and, sticky slope yeah. yeah that's been really hard for me i had learned yeah. that in the last like two or three years and mm-hmm. before that it was all like action pound in the pavement <clears throat> yeah, like yeah. i'm superwoman <laughs> look how much i can get done in a day like right. bragging about everything I could get done. And right. then I was like, I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. Well, because that is a thing. You know, like mm-hmm. once you, there's a point where you get in your life, not you, but everybody, hopefully, mm-hmm. where once you really get to the point where you love everything about what's going on inside, the less you have to prove to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you say that I don't give a shit, you know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Because like if the world ended tomorrow, groovy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I live another hundred years and things don't change very much, awesome. Yeah. You know? It's the type of thing where if you want more, if so if you want to become like someone else even, so that's the sticky slope of like trying, we said, and like the same way with wanting something more. The second you say you want something, you imply that you don't have it. Okay? Mm. So like it's a weird thing to even yeah. say that I want to be like that person. Yeah, that's how you go about it. But what's your person in that shoe or in that setting going right. to be? You know right. what I mean? So it's Yeah, not trying to be that person. I know, yeah, 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 yeah like, but have that not, yeah, not even the accolades but like the yeah, the reward yeah, yeah. you yeah. just can't say i want this or whatever however you want to say it and then but really internally your self-belief is you don't believe you can even have it right so like that's the work you got to do it's mm-hmm. like getting that belief up there with 
yeah. or even somehow you want to be like not right. even that thing that right. a goal it's like i want to be more confident but yet i'm sitting here <clears throat> staring at myself in the mirror telling myself how ugly i am like that's, i know it's a yeah it's, a it's weird, like yeah. yeah it's weird so uh -huh. it's like don't focus on what can i do to be confident like what do i need to change about myself or right. increase or right. yeah i don't know it's weird <laughs> it's yeah. good information right <laughs> no, no, no no it's absolutely it's, it's a weird one because yeah. you want to you want to have those things instantly and just by saying it you think that should be enough but yeah. somehow the embodiment process takes a little longer exactly. sometimes exactly exactly mm -hmm. i like that embodiment process ep i like yeah. that <laughs> yeah I'm always trying to do right by my whole body, hair and all. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always feels like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. I'm able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. Even better is that Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. My favorite products so far are the Gross Serum, Biotin Gummies, Shampoo and Conditioner, and the Dry Shampoo. Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit allow you to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. And the key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily and my hair and scalp are glowing and flourishing. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's when you know it's good. Give yourself the hair you never thought you could have with Vegamore. For a limited time, Habits You Love listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com habits and use code habits at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M mour.com slash habits code habits to save 20% on your first order v-e-g-a-m-o-u-r.com slash habits code habits take us through a little bit more of like high school yeah. maybe after high school um, <laughs> he said something about being with friends like in class and um yeah yeah, yeah. just having the awareness of like like were you ever that guy <laughs> that was like chasing after the girls and like being like, I'm the hot shit, I'm the stud. I thought I was always hot shit. Let's get that straight. <laughs> to this day but, <laughs> and forever. But I've never really been a chaser. Yeah. Like kind of to that point, you know, I thought I was such hot shit yeah. that I never really had to chase. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but in that, I guess it's strange. Like uh, <clears throat> I had it figured out when I was young. I improved upon that. I excelled in that. I focused on more of what I was good at. Um. I always describe it like once you, I'll say graduate high school, even though I don't think high school matters for much. It's just that age of your yeah, life. It's a where weird time. You're leaving school. You're leaving your family. You're leaving your house probably. And just like going about all those things. So when you're at your dinner table growing up, you think that everyone's dinner table is the exact same way. You know, unless you have the observation of like going to some other place and being like, oh, man, this is different. You know, and like actually processing why that is, how that is, how long has it been that way? But when you go out on your own, when you get your own table, if you like furniture, when you, <laughs> when you get your own table, like you realize you get to set it the way you want and your life's the yeah. same way. 
So like when I got out of school, like I was like, oh, I'm going to have kids. I had a great relationship with my father. So I thought I was going to very much look forward to that relationship with my kids. You know what I mean? It was such a good bond. And then when I realized like, oh, that's not necessary. Fuck that. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to come in second. I don't want to share Janine. Like it was off the table very soon. You know what I mean? In the, in the scheme of things. Um, but so if we're leaving high school, I came down to Florida because one of my big threes was sunshine and outdoors. You know, in Ohio, it's just gray and gloomy. Great place to be from. Uh, never want to go back. And then. Uh, <laughs> He's out. <laughs> so when I come down here, <clears throat> I guess, like you said, uh, I had a little bit of arrogance. Once I found my wings and found my own life, I was like. Thought I was better than everyone else in a certain way. And I didn't let that on to everyone. I knew it in my head and felt a little guilty about it. You know what I mean? But I still think the majority of people would be like, oh, Josh is pretty genuine and nice. You know, they didn't know the thoughts that were going on in my head, yeah. you know, very judgmental and very like, I think I've mentioned at some time to you before, like one of my brothers gave me a, a great compliment, a very accurate compliment, where it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. But at the same time, he was jealous when he said it. He said that I am the most selfish, unselfish person he's ever met mm. in that where if I like you, if I let you in, if you let me in, I'm going to give you the world mm. like open book. I am to you. Use me at your disposal, you know, but if you're of an other echelon, I'm like, I could help you. You know, you're crazy. I could help you, but I'm good. You yeah, know what I mean? Not gonna do it. A couple of reasons. Yeah. Like it's energy draining for one. And before I realized how to harness my energy and kind of stoke my energy and make, make my energy greater, mm -hmm. it was draining. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to spread myself thin. But part of it too was like an arrogance on top of an arrogance saying like, I'm so good. I could open up to them and I could help them, but I'm not going to because I'm too good. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, that's not me. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you would never say it like that. Right, right. You might think it. <laughs> <laughs> but in some weird way, like, um, okay, I didn't try my first drug until I was 25. Um, but at 25, I'm not going to go into depth. But like, um, I guess through like marijuana use and psychedelics and other things, that actually brought me a lot of humility mm. um, and to where I actually want to interact a little bit more with people. Like you can be on your pedestal all day and still be high and mighty and good and be an introverted person mm. and be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But we're in a human experience. Mm. You know, I'm told all the time when I get like readings done or like tarots or like mm. mediums or psychics or whatever. They're like, yeah, Josh, like you might you might have a lot figured out, but you need to stay here a little bit. You need to integrate yourself. You know, mm. like this is why you're here. Mm. And like I hear having that. more human experience. Yes. Like, okay. I need like to have more, more. Yeah. Because like. I do think it's such a rare thing that I do possess that more people should feel it, I guess, without sounding conceited, but that? that's how I feel. Just my, my energy, oh, you know, yeah. like allowing them to be the person that they want to be. Mm. I don't think that anyone sits in front of me for a long enough time and thinks like, oh, he's trying to mold me into this person. Mm. Like we might have disagreements, but I'm a lot better at opening up to everybody now. Mm. You know what I mean? And through that humility, through those experiences, through those maybe stresses during some of the psychedelic experiences, you know what I mean? And that connection to whatever is, I'm like, oh, this really is like a groovy, blissful place to be. Yeah. So why not just let everybody in? Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've gotten a lot better at that, opening the yoga studio, finding my own yoga practice, thanks to my wife. Like that has opened doors just for me to like be like, oh shit. Like all those things I thought that I was always misplaced when it came to like different modalities of training or like, not fitting into a religion or like this, that, and the other, I was like, oh, 
I'm yoga. Mm. You know what I mean? This is great. Mm-hmm. Let's share this. Yeah. You know, so that was a big part of it. I think that's been your way of sharing that. For sure. That's like your outlet. For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll talk and joke. Like if I teach a yoga class in the morning, in that one hour, that might be the most I talk the rest of the day. Yeah. I talk to Janine at the house or whatever because I love her and I can't stop talking to her. Yeah. But like everyone else, I'm like. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like that's why I said the open book, but under the seashore. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? <laughs> Got to dig it up. Got to dig yeah, it up. Yeah. So you sounds like what's just funny that you kind of I'm correlating your childhood, your parents being so open to how mm-hmm. you are now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's such great advice mm-hmm. uh, about just being open, and honest with your parents. Yeah. I didn't have that. I had more of we'll show you the good parts, but we're going to hide all the bad parts. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, bad, whatever you want to say. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um. And so obviously a ton of which even that comes from a caring place. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like they, they wanted to do right by you, yeah. by for that, by that, through that. Right. You know what I mean? So for you to think about it, like you can't hold that against them. You know, yeah. it's like a sticky thing, too, where you're like, yeah, well, why did they do that? Did that protect me to like hope me hope that I only see the good things and pick up the good things? But mm. yeah, it's not hard. It's not easy. I mean, oh, thank <laughs> you for my therapy session. So good. I'm yeah. learning so much. But it's true. No, though, seriously, you know? like, that, like that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think about it too. Like, I mean, I can go in depth with my parents, Janine's parents, everyone's parents I know closely. Like, not to say that you're judging them or pinning them against the wall, but like, you know, some facts about them. So you can make these assumptions. You know, my mom and dad got together when they were like 16 and 17 and got married and had kids there after Mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that in itself, you know, some things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, good or bad, there's not a thing. It's just, this is the way things are. And understand why they are and what you're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. With, every, with everything. <laughs> everything, that's, yeah. That's Small really scale, yeah. big scale. So your self-awareness, obviously, I have a ton of it. Mm-hmm. And what do you have a way in which it has really helped you mm-hmm. and other ways it has not helped you or served you? The uh, Self-awareness in itself? Yeah. Like, hmm. is there any moments or times you were like... I don't know. Like, has it always just served you? Yeah. I think uh, I think service. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, can, I see what you mean where... If I'm jumping into other people's bodies where it might be like a hindering thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and not your superhero power. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's superhero power. You know, like I don't think there's any other way for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like uh, I don't think that there's any wrong way to feel because I think that we're all here kind of if we were here for one thing, we're here to show the world and the rest of the people what is possible. Mm -hmm. And what is possible is your own most unique version of self. So being aware of who I am, maybe even more importantly, being aware of who I'm not. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we talk about small scale, big scale, like prior relationships. I have no angst towards any prior relationship. I feel like a different person from those relationships. But like at the same time, in one relationship, if it doesn't go well or it goes sour, like you learn in that moment, oh, I never want to touch that aspect again. So whatever those things are that you build up, you build some non-negotiables. You build some habits you love. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And like through that, you just like you never lose that. You know what I mean? So once that becomes like just a a rolling ball down the hill, you know, like. And that comes with time and experience. I think people want to have that figured out right away. 21. They're like, Mm -hmm. I need to have this figured out. But honestly, you got to give it time. I'm really bad about being like patient. I'm like, I just want to know all the information now. Yeah. But yeah, past relationships um, definitely showed me what I didn't want, the mm-hmm. person that I didn't want to be with. So now I'm with Tyler and he's amazing. And how long have you and Janine been together? We always forget. Like uh, we think it's about 10 years. Um, in past lives you've been together as well. That's what we hear. Yeah. yeah we hear yeah. that in our readings yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so about um, 10 years. About 10 years, yeah. yeah. We got, I think we got married after six or eight months of knowing one another. Oh, wow. And even that in itself is like yeah. at that time of our lives, and this kind of leads you into like finding yourself and opening yourself up to others. Like when we first met, she was 25 and I was 28, something close to that. And like, uh, so yeah, close to 10 years, like nine and a half years then. We were so happy individually before we met. We were the happiest versions of ourselves before we met to the extent that we had to convince ourselves like to like one another. Yeah. At first we were like, I don't like her like that. I don't like her that much. You know, she's great, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then like, it was to the point where we couldn't fight it. You know what I mean? Like, well, why are we trying to, well, we have this perfect life we have with ourselves. We found ourselves to the utmost up into this point of our life. And that kind of set you up to build a great relationship with somebody. Not to say you can't find yourself with somebody else. There's not a right stroke for, well, there's a different stroke for everybody really, but we got super lucky and that it was kind of like when we met, we felt like, hmm, we've done this for lifetimes, you and I, haven't we? Mm-hmm. All right, good to see you. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know what I mean? So that's been a powerful thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was around 2013. And I know that you discovered yoga around 2013, mm-hmm. correct? It was one of those things. I've always loved it. I've always known it was a cool aspect of fitness and health and wellness. But I was a personal trainer when I was like 20 or so years old. And I was always that fitness trainer in the gym that didn't really fit. You know what I mean? I was always that <laughs> guy that like people in the gym would be looking at like, what's he doing? You know, like yeah. weird body weight stuff and like yeah. make my clients fill out questionnaires about like like three page questionnaires <laughs> about like, why are you here? What's going on in your mind? Give me a food journal. You know, like mm-hmm. I was more about the life than I was the actual lifting the weights. Mm. Say. Oh, yeah. And I just didn't know I was a yoga teacher all along. Mm. I just didn't know it until I was a yoga teacher. Oh, that's you know? cool. So I was like, oh, this has been my jam. And this is kind of what I've done. Yeah. It's just like I didn't know this is what that was. Yeah. You know? So thanks to like... Janine and us traveling and hitting the ground running. Okay, like, so she was already doing it. She had been. She had been okay. uh, She had been certified for two, maybe three years before we met. Okay. And that's all in thanks to her aunt, Kathy, who uh, has been a long time yeah. yogi for like yeah, years. Is that the one that lives around here that's been coming out? You've met stuff? her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was at the yes, beach. Yeah, yes, she was at the beach. Yes, yeah. yeah. She's awesome. She's yeah. my one of my favorite relatives oh, of hers. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's let's get your now not parenting advice. Let's get some relationship oh, yeah. advice. Mm-hmm. What can you tell men these days <clears throat> what can about I tell men? being, like you said, you were the happiest version of yourself. Yeah. So either maybe how you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like men are just very insecure these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. But it comes off as arrogant and cockiness mm-hmm. and they don't mm-hmm. really know how to express themselves or be happy with themselves. And so they destroy yeah. relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. or destroy. <clears throat> I know it's just, it's just so strange how it comes to be that way. You know, like you think if it's like a outside, like media based, like propaganda, mm-hmm. like all the movies and all the like Hollywood and just like, does it come from that? Is it instilled from like a different like, socio- psychological mm-hmm. thing? And just, I think it's psychological mostly. Yeah. Because like when you even ask me, like how do guys like uh, find security or confidence in themselves? my answer doesn't change men to female. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think men have to do anything special given yeah. their circumstance, it's given true. all the things that girls can sign up for if they interpret it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, so what's that? It's just be honest. Oh, okay. You know, like yeah. be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you are doing something, one thing that's for somebody else, that's too much. 
Mm. It's too much. Mm. You know, like if you're wearing a certain type of clothing because you think someone else, eh, no, no mm. more. Mm. You know what I mean? If you were waking up at a certain time to impress some, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're doing what you do. And if you don't know what that is, find that out first and everything else will take care of itself. Mm. Like don't go looking for your mate. Don't go looking for confidence. Just do the things that you enjoy and doing those things that will build confidence and you'll find someone doing those things that you enjoy doing together. Mm. You know what I mean? So you, you, you. Like the more Uh, you do you, that doesn't help just you. It doesn't help you open up for other people. But it is that shining light of showing other people what's possible. Mm. You know what I mean? That in itself is encouraging. Um, So it's just a win-win if you just. Yeah, I like that you said if you're doing one thing Mm -hmm. for someone else, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, I'm going to go home and write out all the things I'm doing for other people. <laughs> it's true. And like, and it's, it's weird too because like, again, some of these things sound so brash, you know, and so like, oh, how could he say that? You know, like not caring, not wanting to help other people. Even with that, like helping other people. If you are a person and you think you need help, you're like, man, I'm really struggling here. Like I need to reach out. I need to connect. You know, I need something here. That's powerful. Good on you, you know, to accept and understand that. But the second that you think you're so empowered that you need to step outside yourself and help somebody else, that's a really risky thing. Mm. Because say you and I, for example, if I say, oh, I need to help Kayla, you know, all of a sudden I put you in a space where you're a person that needs help. Mm. And that might not be anywhere close to where you were. So why am I thinking I'm doing a good deed by helping you? Really, that's taking us both down a peg. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's greater separating you and I, which hurts me and you. And it's taking you down thinking that you need help mm-hmm. when that's not even something that's on your mind. So I'm bringing baggage to you where it's really like diluting my effort, too, because it might be helping somebody that doesn't want that help. And I'm running my wheels for nothing. So, again, like the second you do something for somebody else, mm-hmm. take a step back and be like, whoa, am I doing this for them or am I doing this for me? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is not me, it's bad for both sides. Do you have an example of the time that you did that? That I did. When you were trying to help someone and they were like, whoa, wait, why am I doing this? Um, maybe one of those first non-negotiables. Like uh, my first, one of my first serious girlfriends, once I moved down to Florida, um, she had issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which people do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to laugh at them a little bit. Yeah. Because like uh, we had a good relationship when it was good. But like I would just giggle. I'm like, not, not to be crazy, but I was like, this, shit, this girl's girl's crazy. You know what I mean? Like she's <laughs> reacting like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, and I was chill. I was cool and I yeah. was calm. But like part of me stayed in that relationship a little bit longer because you always want to be that person to help. Mm. Be like, oh, they could be such a great person when. Mm. Or they're su- super cool if. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the all potential. those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you put that on yourself. It wasn't a super long relationship. But in my head, I was like, man, okay. Like, why am I doing this? Like, this isn't what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was one example, I guess, that springs off my head. But Yeah. I think you <laughs> inadvertently help people. I think well, absolutely. your mm-hmm. energy yeah. and the way you go about yourself. And it's like, I know Tyler and I even looked at you guys, you and Janine, and we're just like, yeah. nothing but compliments to say about you. And you're not doing anything. You're just being right. yourself. And because Janine's we have that herself. comfortability with yeah. herself. You know, we're not trying to push anything on anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a wide variety of friend groups or friends in my group now. You know, like when I say I was arrogant back in the day and I was like, judgmental and whatever i might put fun i might make jokes but i'm a lot better of like an accepting offering servicing person now like i mean if i even think of my close core group like i mean i got religious freak friends yeah i got alcoholic friends workaholic friends people that deal with depression 
I love them all. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I might poke you. I might laugh at you. We might jest and talk, but like ultimately I want you on your path, mm. but I'm not going to change mine to help you find it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Totally. We can rise together. Yeah. yeah. And different, different branches yeah. finding our own light or finding our own sun. Yeah. Just like nature. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to, not going to crack my back to build your mountain. Yeah. You know? That's what it's all about. Just letting people be who they are. Mm-hmm. I think being open-minded is like, the biggest attribute you can have. That's it. Um, yeah. And it kind of goes hand in hand with honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, open-minded and being honest. Like, just focus on those things. And just not... Yeah, I think when you judge other people, label other people, it's doing more damage to you. Because right. you're creating this, like, oh, like, why are they not Absolutely. changing? Why are they like this? Absolutely. And why, like, why would that even be a thing that you want them to be someone else? Mm. Like you want everybody to feel what you feel. You want everyone to be themselves. However they get there. However they get there. And if that lines up closer and closer to you along the way, awesome. But if it doesn't, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just that thing. It's that simple. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what we're chasing, everyone's chasing is the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Just so we're all gonna get there. Dif- yeah, that's exactly. the thing There's we all so need to understand. Like, that's the one thing we know. Yeah. Is we're all gonna get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What is your what's like a, your ideal day look like? If you could wake up and do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I might wake up. Let me think about this first. So if the sun rises in the east. Um <laughs> Six of one. Uh, yeah. Do I have like a do I have like a geographical limit, or can I hop on planes? Can I do about whatever? Um, okay, I'll, I'll leave the geographics out of it. Okay. I'm just just so every <laughs> just so everyone. That's a big question. I know. Just so everyone can get a feel of like you don't have to like stack your day with all these things. So yeah. it's like no, I got you're you. totally happy. So non hypothetical in my everyday Josh life. <laughs> um i would wake up um wake up very early we wake up at like five now it was always a thing for janine and i like we we're like oh we want to rise and fall with the sun you know and like mm-hmm. we for years said like oh i want to try that i want to try to do that i want to try to do that we we're working late nights and never happened once we opened up our yoga studio once we found our passion once we did what we really wanted that just took care of itself we wake mm-hmm. up at five now and try to go to bed at nine mm-hmm. so perfect day wake up at five um, I'd go work out of some sort, you know, if it's yoga with Janine, if it's going to the gym with Tyler, if it's anything, you know, like work out right out of the way. Um, won't talk about meals, but I have meals spread all throughout the day. We're very similar. We need our snacks, you yes. know, so I won't go without sustenance. Right now. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, like I love the activity. Like, uh, we've been playing volleyball a lot lately. Yeah. So like, it would probably have like some early morning workout to free up the rest of the day to be on the beach, be in the ocean, volleyball. If I get some meditation, some free writing in at sunset, you know, like, and then come home and just play with the dogs, like, that's it. Like, yeah. Are nothing. you home a lot? Yes. You're oh, home yeah, a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. So you're at, physically home, not like by yourself. Um, like, is that, you know? Well, both. No, like, yeah. uh, I just heard this thing yesterday, this guy saying about how you shouldn't, you should only be at your house when you're sleeping. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I think there's some merit to that. Yeah. I think there's some power in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a whole nother story, but that's kind of like the passion I had and still want to like, we lived in a van in New Zealand for six months, but like, I love the idea of living in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know some people think like, oh, like poo poo on it or whatever, but that's it's, like. It's becoming more and more popular. It's, it's, in, it's an yeah. intense way to live, yeah. but like it really shows you like, what do you do with your free time? What is important? What do you realize you can live without? 
And like all these valuable, valuable lessons. Totally. Um, So I stay at home a lot because the dogs are there and I love them so much. I am an introvert. Mm -hmm. If uh, we still lived on the beach, if our little place didn't get sold, I'd walk across the street and be on the beach more than home. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm a homebody. Um, But that's that's probably one of my issues, you know, like kind of like that whole integration and getting out more and and, and like uh, integrating more. Like it's probably one thing that if I could try or put effort in anything, I think all sides would benefit if I did kind of mingle a little more. Yes. And you have been, I think. It's been it's been yeah, an effort. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've been coming to play volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's been good. Yeah. We want to we want you out there with us. <laughs> right. You guys are so amazing. I get it. My biggest <laughs> issue right now, not just right now, all times, Janine is such a busy bee mm-hmm. that she is working so hard all the time. And I know that if I have some free time, I don't want to spend it without her doing something fun with other people. Not because she'll be upset. Not because she doesn't want me to. Yeah. She wants me to. Yeah. She's like, Josh, you need to go do more stuff. If I'm busy, go do it. Go yeah. do whatever with anybody. I just, I only, if I only have so many good times throughout the week, by good times, I mean like exceptional fun times. You know, all times are good. Mm-hmm. But if I only have so many exceptional times, I can't give two of those away if they're not going to Janine. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. she does so much. And I just love yeah. her so much yeah. that like she has to get all my good times before I give anyone else right, a crumb. Right, You know, totally. that's just my personal thing. Yeah, but, yeah. we're kind so. of the same. Our relationships are very similar as mm-hmm, far as mm-hmm. how Jean and I operate and yeah, you and Tyler yeah. operate. Yeah, you guys are the pushers. I know. <laughs> what is your What is your opinion about that? Just um, really quick. So you have to summarize better. My opinion about, my opinion about what specifically? Um, Janine's go-getting attitude yeah. and drive. Um, uh, again, like right off the gate, like when we met one another, um, she had three jobs. She has about three and a half jobs now. I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was so, like, she yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's funny because I feel like she's always not, or she's available a lot though. So when it's like three jobs, it's not like because it ex- doesn't slow her down. Stintuous. Like Wednesday, she worked for a coworker because she got to sub in. Long story short, I subbed her yoga classes. But up until the point about two o'clock when she got called in, she had done three workouts that day. Mm-hmm. She her non-negotiables are: I don't care how hard I work, I don't care what other people make me do. I name my workouts because yeah. that's my joy. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. that's like a huge thing. But when we met Janine and I, one thing we both knew out the gate was like, I loved her and I knew that she would always be able to keep up with me. You know what I mean? Because like, I might be not be full go like some of you ladies are, <laughs> but like when I go, I go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, she's never going to stop. I was like, I dig that. You know what I mean? And I think part of her like in me and like for all the reasons otherwise but like she's like, man, he's gonna keep me down. You know, he's gonna keep me grounded and just like kind of like, whoa, I don't need to do all that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it was a give and take, but in that, like we're to a point now where finally we have our little little nest egg, our little like yoga studio that we love so much mm-hmm. that we thought would come years down the road. And it wasn't until the pandemic that kind of pushed us into it, mm-hmm. thankfully. But like I do that as my main thing, and I do privates on the side. And I mean, truth be told, like let's not be dumb. I try to work as least amount as possible. My dream job is selling T-shirts on the beach. I stole that from <laughs> yeah. my dad. He said it years yeah. ago. And I was like, I giggled at it back then. But I was like, you know what? Like, what would be better than that? Yeah. If you could live off of doing that, why do why would I even strive for more? Mm. So, like, there's that give and take. Like, I feel like I'm so, I'm able to do so much. I could give so much to other people. But at the same time, I don't need much. Mm. You know what I mean? I know. What's my yeah. thing? Yeah. You know? so, yeah. That you're so good at that. Mm. It's like you're so, I don't want to say content. 
Mm-hmm. But you're just I know I know what you mean. It's yeah. like a sticky thing because yeah. that sounds like a oh you're, he's just you're good you know, with bare minimum when yeah. it's really like you're good with anything. Yeah, I say it in yoga all the time. I think I said it once before. It's not being in the shape that you love. It's just loving the shape that you're in. Your yoga quotes are so good. <laughs> At the end, it's like the only reason I come to the class. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. Um, <laughs> oh, like every single one, I'm like, dang, that's another good yeah. one. I'm trying to work on a uh, a book or something. Or I think it's going to be in book form, yeah. like on paperback form. But yeah. I think it's going to be voice. This is the struggle. Like I think uh, it's important to have it in text, but I think it's also important to hear me say oh, it. Oh, for sure. So the way you say I'm it. coming up with some way to deliver a calendar. I don't know if it's going to be a three-month calendar, a six-month, a 12-month calendar, cool. but I want to kind of, like, roll something out here soon. Cool, it's cool, been, like, cool. a little, like, on the back of my mind for, I mean, honestly, a couple of years. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, why am I just yeah. waiting on this, you know? So You heard it here first, people, yeah. and habits you love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. but I'm just real quick to summarize. Yeah. Janine was a workhorse, and I didn't want to work at all. We knew that going in. So now 10 years later, she never pushes me. You know what I mean? She's like, Josh doesn't want to wear shoes. Josh yeah. doesn't like to wear clothes. Yeah. Josh doesn't like to give anything back to the man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's true. You know what I mean? So like she does. loves that about me, yeah. but she knew about her that like, I'm always going to work my ass off. I'm always going to do what I need to do. I'm going to bury myself into the ground because I work so hard. Maybe mm-hmm. to a fault, she realizes the same way I realized I could probably pull my weight a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But it's we do in different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we just knew what one another was before we got into it. So there were no surprises. Yeah. And it works. But yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So lucky. Yeah. So you guys are great. We're going to have to do an episode, all four of us, next. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's what's up. So we are at the final, arriving at the final descent here. <laughs> and okay. So when I, on Habits You Love, we do a megaphone moment. So I have to get my little. Megaphone out. It doesn't work. It's not on just for show. It's because it's cute and fun. <laughs> but we're at our megaphone moment, which means if you had a megaphone for the world, yeah, and everyone was going to take one piece of advice from you and actually apply it and mm-hmm. not just hear it and, and in one ear and out the other. And they actually, all right, I'm going to go do that. What would that yeah. thing be? Uh, what do you know for sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do I look at you or should I look, should I look somewhere Anywhere else? you want. Look at that one. one that look at that one. one. It's super, super serious. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Good to see you. <laughs> no, wait, look at this one. Okay, yeah, look right at that, one. that one's on. that one's on you. <laughs> um, if you are looking or hoping, striving for just a happier experience in your life, the fastest way, the easiest approach, the most efficient path is to just be honest with yourself. Honestly. Just don't lie to you. Don't lie to other people. If you're honest with yourself, if you find out what you love, first and foremost, everything else will take care of itself. Mm. I love it. <laughs> such a good nugget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. This is such a good yeah, conversation. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming on. Um, again, just a very strong male is a really important influence to have in your life. And we're so grateful for you and you guys. And yeah, thank you. Love you guys so much. Love you too. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.